Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. As a business strategist and executive leadership coach, I help you get your business under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit ShirleyDalton.com. In my role as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today we're talking with designer, quote expert and founder of Craft Street Design, Pratima Aravabhumi. Welcome, Pratima. Thank you so much for having me, Shirley. It's wonderful to be here today. Yes, and I'm really excited about um, our uh, interview today. And in fact, I can't wait to share your story and to um, share everything that you've achieved. And just before we even get into that, I just want to thank you because when we were traveling and we were looking at setting up our radio show interview, you sent me one of your quotes and it was just the exact quote that I needed at that time and it said that everything that you desire is on the other side of fear or something like that everything in success is on the other side of fear and it just really resonated with me so I just want to thank you for that. Oh you're very welcome I'm so glad it uh, worked right at the right time for you. Yes so, so Pratima, I normally start by giving our listeners a little bit of your background just so that they can understand who you are and where you're coming from. So you built a six-figure business in six months designing quotes. That's awesome. You're on a mission to help people achieve their goals, be happy and pass on the inspiration to everyone around them through your designs. And I have to say, you do make a difference, as I've mentioned, having received one of your quotes, which was beautifully designed. It arrived out of the blue, and here it is, at the exact right time for me, it read, everything you desire is on the other side of fear. So it was an amazing, and talking of amazing, yours is an amazing story. So Pradama, can you tell us how you came to found Craft Street Design, and how a quote can definitely change someone's life? To, to kind of explain that, I have to take you on a little journey first um, before we get into my background story. So just like you just talked about it, no matter you know what you do, um, sometimes things just don't go your way. And you know, the, imagine a day in your life when nothing is going your way, and you, you know, you're starting to wonder what's wrong, and your self-confidence kind of starts to dwindle. And then you start to wonder if you're not the right person for the job, then you start to think about, okay, should I you know, pick another career? Should I pick another task to achieve the same thing? You start to you know, question yourself in a lot of different ways. Now, at this moment, imagine reading a few words that inspire you to keep going and not give up. That mm -hmm. would change completely how you would feel, just like you were talking about. You needed to hear those words in that right time and that kind of changes the conversation that you might be having with yourself in your head and that's really what we are all about and that's really what happened to me in my own life and that's how I started crafting design but um, basically I came to United States of many years ago about probably 16 years ago now but I was in a bad arranged marriage and things weren't going well and I was very depressed. Every day was just tough, and I kind of went into this downward spiral of not feeling good about myself and not knowing how to get out of it either, not just about out of the marriage, but also how to get out of the situation. I was just very helpless, and there was this one day. It had become, like, just too much for me, and then before I knew it, I went into my kitchen and... I was holding a bottle of bleach and I was thinking of ending my life. 
I wasn't actually thinking, obviously, at this point, but lucky for me, at that exact time, I happened to glance at my kitchen wall and I saw this quote. It said, the darkest hour is before dawn. Mm -hmm. So that kind of changed everything that I thought up until that point. It changed the conversation in my head. It made me realize that, you know, this is the worst that can happen to you ending your life and this is probably the lowest point that it can be and it gave me hope that things are going to change from now on this is the worst it can get and it gave me a hope that I didn't have before like mm -hmm. completely changed the way I thought about everything and I, soon after that I of course planned and took action and took control of my life and I got a job left my marriage and everything felt so much better after that moment. And I wanted to give this particular moment for people at the time they needed the most. And that's why I started Craft Street Design. Wow, that's an absolutely amazing story. And as you were telling me that, I had gooseys going up and down my spine. And, you know, for for people to get to that point where there feels like there's no hope, and, um, and I know, you know, on several occasions I've been there myself, and, you know, you look at it and you think, oh, you know, this is as bad as it gets. Um, and yet you were able to change that conversation in your head. And I think that that's a really nice way of putting it. You know, it's it's the conversation that we're having with ourselves that, you know, can put us on that spiral. And then, as you say, you, you looked over, glanced and found that quote that said, um, you know, everything is the darkest before the dawn, which gave you the hope. And I think that's a, a really important message and a really important mission that you're on because from time to time many of us can lose hope and a lot of our uh, leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners and managers you know at times go through not the exact thing that you went through but a similar thing where we think oh god is this worth it and as you say you know I'm putting in all of this effort and I've got all of these issues and not knowing how we can get out of it but once you get that hope then it's almost like the answers start to appear and um, you know and and as you said you, you saw the quote the answer appeared and then you um, left your marriage, got a job and then things started to look up. And, uh, you know, when the, I say they started to look up, I mean really impressive because you were able to grow a craft street design from zero to six figures in six months. I mean, that is amazing. There are a lot of business owners who even dream about having six figures, <laughs> let alone in six months. So tell us, Pradama, how did you do that? I think the biggest part of it was finding why I was doing something because I've had other businesses before and they didn't, uh, I, in in the most recent one before Craftsy Design, I didn't even make a sale, um, but I still assumed that I was in business. Mm -hmm. But this one, the reason it became successful or the reason I had the energy to get it to where it is today is because um, the why, the reason why I'm doing it is very clear and who I'm targeting is very clear. So because of that, it was easier in terms of growth, in terms of how to target the people that I'm trying to target. Um, what kind of messaging do we put um, to kind of ring true with the customers? So because all of those were kind of, be, I didn't have a, exact picture but I was very close to what it is today um, in terms of the product and in terms of how it should be positioned in the market. So because of that we used, of course we did use some tactics originally I started with I think <laughs> distributing flyers and being on marketplaces and you know trying to get those first few sales but mm -hmm. after that I started to cold email um, a lot of corporate people to get their gifts I started to figure that employees would be uh, motivated and it would work great in their offices. So I started to think about all these scenarios and I started targeting each one separately. And that's how we started gaining momentum. And that's where we realized that 
okay, we're finally in business, so. When <laughs> 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 um, I started, I didn't have a goal of reaching the six figures. I just was more than happy if somebody even bought it because that, that was my previous business experience. But once all of these things fell into place, I started uh, gaining momentum, and that's how we reached six figures so soon. Well, I, I, that in itself is inspirational. And so, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this, then thinking about what's your why? And um, and I know that we've had some disasters in business ourselves and, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to a lack of why, a lack of passion. And then one of the other things that I heard you saying there is the marketing and um, actually getting, getting close to that and um, you know it's just sorry I just I looked at the time there and time's got away on me again I get so engrossed in these conversations so anyway I just uh, letting you know why I stumbled a little bit there and um, so for me listening to you there it's it's having that why that passion that gets you up every day and says I have to do this because I want to help people and then you weren't afraid to try things so with your marketing as you said you started to go and have some uh, handing out some flyers and then you realized that it could motivate employees and and again to give people hope and so they're really key points I think for our business owners and entrepreneurs having your passion and then not being afraid to try things and to see what works and then once you do find what works then stick to it and um, and certainly um, as you say I've had businesses where we haven't made any sales either and you just think oh wow but then when you look back on it and you go yeah I can see why <laughs> I can see why that didn't work because I wasn't really passionate about it and had no idea what I was doing so based on that, Pradama, what advice do you have for mum entrepreneurs and immigrant entrepreneurs? For mom entrepreneurs, it's always uh, time is the biggest challenge trying to juggle 10 other things. But I would say don't look at it that way. Look at it that every 20-minute, 30-minute segment you get between taking care of your kids or whatever it is that you're trying to do, mm -hmm. you would probably more efficient than any other entrepreneur out there because you get things done so I would say like just don't worry about it and just get the task done and as for immigrant entrepreneurs um, I think it's very important to find community it's very important to see and find an entrepreneurial and also an immigrant community because you have very unique challenges and they can be um, daunting if you don't take care of them upfront Yes, and uh, I know that you've moved from India to America and what we might do is just take a short break now and then when we come back we'll talk about some of those challenges as you move from country to country, uh, culture to culture and then starting a business as well. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Reclaim Your Freedom. 
Welcome back. Well, today we're talking with the founder of Craft Street Design, Pratima Aravabumi. And, you know, I've been really excited to be doing this interview because I find Pratima's story and what she is doing so inspirational. And there are so many lessons that we can learn from Pratima's journey, you know, from going from being hopeless to then having some hope and then creating a business that went from zero to six figures in six months. And as Pratima says, the two main reasons for that was one was her why. She was really invested in what she's doing now. And then, of course, finding through trial and error the right marketing and the right people as customers. So uh, Pratima, we were talking about the challenges of moving from one country to another. You know, we we're talking before about giving advice for mum entrepreneurs and immigrant entrepreneurs. And some of the challenges that we find, like in dealing with the business, in dealing with culture, in dealing with language, um, how did you find the, or how did you navigate the transition from India to America? When I first came, it was just absolutely crazy. I think I was, it was a shock for me. I came when I was 21 and um, everything was just different. Yes, I did speak English before. Um, so I didn't have to, luckily I didn't have to learn a new language. But still, it was culturally very different. I was in the Southeast when I first moved here and um, the way people speak in the south of United States is very different. I mean, they have slangs and they have con contextual jokes that I didn't get. <laughs> it, was, um, it was tough in the beginning, but um, I went to design school and I started uh, doing my master's in design. And that's when I kind of got into the culture and understood what was going on. But it took me a good year before I could say I knew something. It was, I remember it was so bad because in design school, I wasn't, I actually come from a bachelor's in computer science. So I knew, I didn't know that much about design at all. And yet I chose that field, I know. Anyway, <laughs> I, so I, there was this one day my uh, lecturer asked us to create something around, um, a medicinal item packaging, packaging for medicinal item. And I remember covering it with a lot of fabric and, you know, I was trying to make a package out of fabric. So, which is why I had done that. And she looks at it as soon as I present it, she looks at it and she says, oh, this looks like Easter packaging. I'm like, what is Easter packaging? I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> all in lavender and pink and light yellow so that's why she called it that but at that time I had to actually go back and look it up why she called it what she did <laughs> it was bad it was everything was out of context for the longest time but it took a while yeah, well, there's a couple of things there that came up that I didn't know about you. One was that you have a Bachelor of Computer Science and then you've gone and studied and done a Master's in Design. I mean, they're, they're two huge achievements for, for anybody, let alone going into business and making a go of it. Um, and then coming back to the challenges of immigration, we recently spent about seven months travelling through the US and so I could certainly understand what you're talking about with the slang and the things in and out of context and we drove from the east coast across to the west coast and each state was different they had their own way of doing things and their own laws and things and you know when you don't know oh I don't know about you but I felt so incompetent you know like I was stupid and I was starting to question myself and one of the ladies that we interviewed called Joan Sotkin she calls changing our habits, the moving stupids. And she relates that to when you move from one place to another and, you know, you feel you feel so incompetent and so useless and that and um and that's what happens when we're changing habits as well. So I can I can totally empathize with you there and uh, good on you for sticking it out. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious when you feel that way. But I mean after it takes a while, but once you get used to it, it's not Looking back, it's not so bad, but in the moment, it does feel, uh, you know, completely out of place. So, 
Yes, yes, because you just have no clue and, uh, and you have to learn it all. And, and I can remember like as we were traveling around, even going to the bathroom, every tap was different, every way of working it. And you think, oh, <laughs> it would be so easy if, the, if everything was the same, but of course it's not. So, um, so coming back, so you spent quite an amount of time then in learning your designs, which is amazing, and that for me helps explain why they look so good. So, um, how can entrepreneurs use quotes to establish themselves as an authority and increase customer retention? First of all, uh, I would suggest that anybody who is trying to use quotes um, to set up authority is to pick, obviously you have a field that you are working in, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you have a certain area of expertise or at least you're trying to establish expertise. Mm -hmm. So I would find quotes um, depending on who said it or even things that you can create on your own, maybe something that you say on your own that is most relevant to your field and come up with like 10 or 20 of them. And in almost every field, there are quotes already out there. So it's not like you have to come up with every single one of them. But after you do that, uh, you kind of use them all over your site. And I don't mean like just putting them on your banners or I don't mean it that way, but using it in all of your marketing materials, using it around your social media. The reason for that is it emphasizes the message and it emphasizes what you are about. And that is what creates authority, whether we write blog posts or whether we you know, create podcasts, that is what it is about. So, and repetition is a big part for any customer acquisition and retention. It kind of reinforces what you stand for. And that's how you end up creating your own authority. And um, so in order to come up with those 10 or 20 quotes, I would suggest first find the one that already exists in your field. And then if you're creating your own, there are, I think there are good books called, the one I used was called Word Hero, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you can look that up. But it's a great book that explains how to create words that people don't forget whether that is um, through rhetoric, whether that is through repetition. It's a lot of, um, it's a dry book, but I would suggest read one chapter at a time. It's very <laughs> writing your own quotes. So did you, you mentioned through repetition and then something else. Was it vidoric or something that you mentioned? What's that? Yeah, rhetoric. Oh, and rhetoric. Then, yeah. Yeah, so explain that a little more, please. So uh, talk things like putting opposites together or creating, for example, the one that uh, the quote that I sent you, everything um, that you want is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. That was said by Jack, Jack Canfield, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the reason that is that rings so true is because it kind of puts two different ideas in the same sentence. So everything you want, that part of it is basically what we all want in life, right? That's what we're living for, almost all of us. And then when you say it is on the other side of fear, it kind of pushes you to the opposite side of looking at it. And that's what makes it so exciting when you put those two things together within the same sentence. So some of these points are called you know, the rules of rhetoric back in the day when Greeks kind of gave speeches, they used it a lot in public speaking. Um, a lot of people obviously use it in uh, writing essays and any, pretty much any persuasion, um, persuasive type of items is where people are using it. And that's, um, that's where it has the maximum impact. Wow. Well, gee, I, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. So it's not just a bunch of words that uh, we put together and we think, oh, that sounds good or that's um, inspirational or hopeful, that there's actually a science to this. And uh, that's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and it's not something that um, you know I found it. It's been there for ages and uh, generations, and Greeks were the first one to use it. So. Yeah. Well, you you might not have invented it, but certainly you came across it, and now you're sharing that with with us, which is phenomenal. Because I can see that for a lot of our listeners there, if you if we're wanting to be giving speeches, then um, knowing that and then knowing how to use the words and to have the opposites and to have those rules of rhetorics and so I know I'll certainly look up that book Word Heroes and um, and learn more about that uh, fantastic one of my favorite quotes is by Herbert Spencer and I'll just have to think of it for a second and um, it says the great aim of education is not knowledge but action and for me, you know, a lot. Uh, I'd have to remind myself, but also for a lot of people, is that we we go and we learn, 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 and we have all of this knowledge, but very few of us actually put it into action. Very few of us implement. And so for me, it's that that great reminder that why am I learning this? I'm not learning it just for the fact of having information. I'm learning it so that I can do something with it. Um, and I also find that that helps motivate some of my coaching clients and some of my, my students as well. So I'd be interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, it is. I think the reason for that is we always feel like we're missing out on the amount of knowledge that's out there. We feel like the next piece of knowledge is going to take us um, across the line. Mm -hmm. And I think why uh, we keep acquiring knowledge and then when we do that you don't have time to actually uh, do take action because your your day is kind of hijacked by uh, all the information overload and you don't actually have time to plan you don't have time to actually execute what you thought you should do because you're thinking the next best thing is coming but that's kind of like a I think the age we are in uh, because of so many things going on all around us at all times. Um, but I can assure you that whatever tactic is coming your way, it's not that important. It, you learn a lot more just from your own experience. Yes, it does help to avoid some mistakes, but if you're at a point where you've read quite a bit on the net or in your field or whatever, acquiring knowledge for at least a year or six months, I think you have in enough information. You don't need any more. You just need to start executing. <laughs> Good. Well, that, that's a really nice way of putting that. And uh, so, listeners, I want you to think about that as we go for a quick break and think about how much knowledge you actually do have and then whether it is your fear of missing out on the next piece of knowledge that's coming. I love that. And then looking at it and saying, all right, when's enough? I need to start taking action. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. 
We're talking today with founder of Craft Street Design, inspirational, wonderful quote. Um, uh, gee, I'm looking for the words here to be able to make up quotes and to find quotes. And of course, we're talking today with Pradama Aravabhumi. Pradama, you inspire so many. Where do you get your inspiration from these days? Who or what inspires the inspirer? <laughs> That's a, a funny you should ask me that. Um, I read a lot of quotes and I also read a lot of books. Um, those are my main inspiration. Um, I read, I mean, a lot. I read about like probably seven to nine books a week. Wow. Um, and of course, I'm always looking for quotes within those books or otherwise. And I mean, I'd be watching a TV show and I'll pick up quotes. <laughs> I seriously be taking notes, and my husband always asks me, like, "What are you doing? You do? I mean, it it feels out of context from what we're doing, but it it makes sense in some of the situations. So I'm always getting inspiration from all over the place. But on a daily basis, the creativity is what inspires me. Taking a walk, kind of taking time off, and being able to think about what it is that I want to create that day. That's what, that's where the inspiration comes from. If I didn't have um, any creativity on a daily basis, if I didn't have to design, to this day I still design some of the quotes. So when I'm working with hand lettering or when I'm thinking of the words themselves, that's where my largest inspiration comes from for the day. I get energized by the creative side of the business I do spend a lot of time looking at numbers but I mean I like doing that part but it's not to me that's not as energizing as it is to create so so when you say you spend a lot of time looking at the numbers I'm guessing as um, a business owner there you're looking at um, all of the KPIs within your business yeah, I mean, looking at, you know, how many sales we made or what kind of seasonality is there for a particular quote. Um, because there is, every month there is a new quote that is more exciting to people. And sometimes we try to create all historic data because so that way hopefully we will be able to predict for the next upcoming year. Then we start to look at... Um, are there like, is there a frequency of certain words in certain quotes that's somehow just more appealing to people? Um, I mean, we start to analyze a lot of these things, even within, um, that are not completely business-wise and that are specific to my business. Mm -hmm. So that I predict inventory and I can predict what kind of sales we'll be making next year. But, um, in terms of business itself, we kind of look at not just revenue or profit, but we look at how do we maximize, you know, now we are also doing wholesale. So we are supplying to retail stores and brick and mortar stores. So we kind of have to look at the location, um, the demand in that location and why there is more in one video than the other because so far we've been online so this is a completely new area and we start to look at some of that so that we can help if there are more retail stores on a similar area we should be able to tell them what um, what kind of sales they can expect so yeah I mean it start to I think that that comes from my computer science background of being so techy and start to look at all of this, you definitely don't need to do all of this for depending on what kind of business you're in, but it certainly helps you predict a little bit better. And, and I love that you're able to marry the two sides there. You've got the analytical side and the real uh, business entrepreneurial side where you are taking care of business and you're looking at all of your numbers and then you're analysing your data in order to be able to predict and to plan and then to expand. So going from online to bricks and mortar businesses, which, you know, is really typical of the business owner and the entrepreneur. And yet you're also marrying up the creative side of you. And I think this is a good reminder for our listeners as well, that it's not always just about the numbers. And in fact, we do need to have that downtime. We do need to have that 
time where we can go and be with nature and be creative and as you say that's the bit that really juices you up that's the bit that energizes you is when you can get into that and I love that you're able to do both because a lot of people in business dream about it but don't really take the action towards making that happen. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to get bogged down once you start uh, seeing revenue and profits. You kind of get caught up in that because you're probably the only one trying to do it all, especially in the beginning, and it's kind of hard to find people. Uh, we still work with a lot of freelancers, and I still don't have a full-time employee as such, but um, it, it can get very difficult in terms of time management. Mm -hmm. But I just use something called time blocking on my calendar and basically I just put something on the calendar and I will just do anything to finish it. I will not leave something unfinished. I mean, that's just me. I don't know if you know about the Myers-Briggs personality mm -hmm. type, but um, there's a book called Please Understand Me Too. Um, if you haven't read it, just go read it. It's really good. Um, it talks about different personality types and how it helps. And the reason for that is it will help you know yourself better. And I'm the kind who cannot, I'll have a to-do list and I get a lot of excitement every time I cross something off. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Even the things that are not on my to-do list, I will write, if I have finished them, I will write it down and then cross it off. As silly as that sounds, it gives me some sort of, uh, small pleasures in life, so I do that um, because of that. When I put something on my calendar, I just cannot miss it. I will not miss it unless you know I got hit by a car or something. Otherwise, I'm not missing it. That's how uh, particular I am about that. But but yeah, I mean, if you read that book and kind of look at who you are as a person, you will create your own strategies to manage time. Uh, if you have if you're like me and if you're the kind who uses a lot of to-do lists, this probably will work for you, time blocking on your calendar. Oh, I love it. And the name of that book was Please Understand Me Too. Was that T-O-O or the number two? It's a Roman number two. The Roman number two. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fascinating and that's certainly something that I'm always interested in is self-awareness and um, personal growth. So certainly thank you for sharing that. And I, I love the the bit where you say, you know, you won't uh, miss something if you put it on your calendar and that you'll actually go and, and write it on and cross it off. And um, I have to admit I'm very similar. Sometimes I'll let things go or I'll put it over to the next day. But, God, that sense of satisfaction when you can either tick it or cross it. And I find that really interesting with people too. Some people are tickers and some or checkers, I should say, for American audience. They'll do a check on it. Uh, others are, are cross it out. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. So, Pradima, what I'm getting here from talking with you this morning is that you actually haven't been in this business that long. I think you mentioned about two and a half years and yet you've enjoyed tremendous success and I, I don't know if you're aware of it, um, but certainly listeners putting all of this together, there's a couple of things that I can see for the success and that is that, um, first of all, you started off with your why. You know, it's very important for you to continue this work because of the profound effect that it has on people, giving people hope and changing their life. And then you haven't been afraid to experiment and to look at your marketing that um, you've had, you've tried different things, you've found out what worked and you were spending um, most of your time selling online and now you're starting to move into wholesaling, into bricks and mortar businesses that can retail. So there's another area where you're open to learning and open to understanding new markets and what's happening. And then of course, understanding yourself and working out how you can best manage yourself and then also managing a team. And so whilst you may not have full-time employees, you're still managing a team and, and making sure that the project gets done on time. And so, you know, it's absolutely remarkable when you look at all of these things that you're putting together and then there's the data analysis that you have and then so you're using the, the um, 
the knowledge that you gained when you did your Bachelor of Information Technology and then all of the creativity coming out from your Masters in Design. I mean, if if you're not understanding that and, and, uh, and understanding how inspirational that is and how all of these things come together for your success and that these things can actually be modelled. You know, people can actually learn to look at their own life and say, wow, you know, where am I doing my data analysis? Where am I understanding myself and my team? What's my why? Putting all of that together. And so, listeners, I really want you to think about yourself in relation to this. And again, you know, we model success and Pradham has certainly been successful. So we're going to take a short break and I want you to spend that time thinking about yourself and thinking about where you might make some changes in order to experience the same success. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, at ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And we are talking with an amazing young woman today, Pratima Aravabumi. And listeners, I asked you to think about yourself on the break and to think about how you are in terms of your business and your creativity and, you know, starting to look at all of these things that we're learning from Pratima today and integrating that for yourself. And Pratima, you in the short time that you've had this business, you've been so successful and we've looked at a number of those reasons why. What other business strategies have you found that have been successful or not successful? What can you share with our listeners? The, I mean, I've tried a few different ones, but specifically, I think the, the most um, the ones that worked for me, I'm going to start with the one that actually helped me generate cash flow early on, and then we'll move into the other ones. But um, when I first started reaching out to corporates and reaching, sending emails and sending, um, there's a feature called InMail on LinkedIn. I don't know if you know about it, but um, you can get a higher subscription on LinkedIn and you get a certain number of emails per day that you can send to people you don't know that are not part of your connections. So um, I subscribed and I got that, uh, uh, I think I ha when I started, I think I had about five or seven emails that I could send and I was sending these to executive assistants and asking them, was asking their opinion on what kind of gifts um, the executives were giving because for the, you know the assistants were shopping for the executives so that they could maintain the relationships. I mm -hmm. kind of that coming from corporate, so I worked in corporate before coming here, so I kind of had the idea for that, and I started doing that. Started meeting them for lunches, and I made a lot of sales that way because I didn't have to sell one print at a time to corporate. They would buy a bundle with frames and larger sizes so that is what put cash flow in my pocket and that's how I was able to invest in other marketing strategies so this was 
crucial for me, although it is not exactly scalable. What I mean by that is you cannot, every time I have to make a sale, I have to be there in person. Mm -hmm. That only certain number of sales I can make in a day, no matter how hard I try, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not exactly scalable, but it's it was great when I did it because it put cash in my pocket. And then I went on to try social media, a lot of Facebook ads, and all of that good stuff. But I worked on Instagram specifically that worked for us was talking with Instagram influencers and trying to see if there is a fit between what they're already posting on Instagram to what we have as products and to see if they could watch for us. We would obviously send the free product for them and they could either, you know, if they like it, they could either talk about it on their post. Um, some of them are paid, some of them are not, but either way, we got a lot of followers that way. And Initially, when I started doing this, I thought it was such a waste of money to get followers because it's great to have followers, but if they never buy from you, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything, right? Like mm -hmm. you just have a lot and it doesn't do anything. But later, quickly, I realized that I could promote little things like URLs on Instagram bio page. I mean, um, the only place you can put the link in your profile, right? And I would put images and ask if they wanted more, they could have this free download or 30 printables that they could have or five um, designs that they could have for their wallpapers on their phone or small things like that. And I would uh, kind of advertise that on the profile and I would change the link. And that's how I converted a lot of my followers into email subscribers. and. They're still on the list, and eventually they do buy being on the email list because now I can keep in touch and send them more, um, you know, messages along with some marketing mixed into that. But these two are like our major strategies that worked for us early on, and we still use it today. Wow! And again, I can see that creativity of yours, where you're, you know, solving a problem and thinking, okay, how can I put cash in my pocket? And then using that experience that you had and thinking laterally from your corporate days, the executive assistants are doing the shopping. Oh, I love that. I mean, that that is just so clever. And then, of course, taking it online with the social media. So, Pradama, what's your vision then going forward? <laughs> I keep changing that every, uh, every probably every week, I think, because, I mean, the long-term vision is obviously to help people, long-term vision to be able to solve something that is end-to-end. -end. Right now, we're just, you know, inspiring people to do something to kind of uh, take action or, but we're not actually helping them take action. We're only giving them inspiration, but they still have to do something about it. So we don't have any products that fulfill like a whole gap for them to achieve whatever it is they want. And at this point, we would like to be that complete solution. But in terms of products and where we're going to be, I have no idea. We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> we have this big picture and kind of, a, a, I would say, a rough sketch of what we want to be. But we don't have a specific plan at this point because it keeps changing. Okay. I love it and thank you for your honesty and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening and nodding their head. Mm, we get that. <laughs> so where can people find more about you and learn more about what you do or to order some of your amazing designs? Absolutely. You can go to craftstreetdesign.com and also you can follow us on Instagram. It's craft, S-T-R-T, design. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you have any specific question around business, you can always email me as well. Okay. And what was the Instagram again? I missed that. It is craft street design, but street is spelled as S-T-R-T. Right. So, so basically you're just omitting the two E's for Instagram, so craft, S-T-R-T, design. That's right. Okay. And so to finish up with then, can you share one of your favourite quotes or inspirational messages? 
my favorite one, the one that I have like right in front of me right now is um, that says, what is the best that can happen? That's my absolute favorite because it's a kind of, even before we start anything, I think I'm the first one to keep thinking about what is the worst that can happen because I don't want to take risk. I don't want to look out on what I already have. And I'm sure a lot of listeners are, are thinking the same way. So that's why that quote helps me to think about, assess it more uh, rationally by looking at, okay, what is the best, like what is the most optimistic view of what would happen if you did this? And then you will you think about what is the worst anyway because it's in your nature. So now you can actually look at it um, in a more uh, pros and cons type of um, thinking instead of ma we as I think being who we are, we tend to kind of maximize the worst thing a lot more. I mean, magnify the effect of the worst thing a lot more than what could happen if everything went well. So that's why that quote is so powerful and helps me take the risks I need to on a daily basis. Oh, I love it. What's the best that can happen? So even if I apply that today to our interview, what's the best that can happen? Yeah, I love it. Instead of, oh, what's the worst? You know, the te technical stuff might not work or internet might not work, etc. No, what's the best? I love it. So Pradima, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Yours is an amazing comeback story and so inspiring. It's been wonderful talking with you today. Thank you so much, Shirley. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful speaking to you and your listeners today. Thank you. So thanks so much for joining us today, having listened to Pradima share her story and thinking about words that inspire you. Your action this week, if you choose to accept it, is to find some words of inspiration and or encouragement and pass them along to someone in your life or to a stranger, someone who you think needs to hear or see the words. And as always, I encourage you to implement what Pratima has shared with you today so that you too can use words to inspire yourself and your team or your family and continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.